This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on loss, grief, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and art of the late indie rock singer-songwriter David Cloud Berman. Okay, so where have I been? Uh, it's no mystery that I promised an episode last week and I did not deliver. But here's the thing. I didn't have a whole lot of time in the days leading up to my vacation. And then even though I took a computer on my vacation, I decided to do fuck all. And it's a good thing because I ended up getting sunstroke and um, that killed 36 hours of my vacation right there. I was in, you know, in bed, uh, just sweating like a motherfucker. It was unreal. Uh, I felt so cold and I was just sweating everything out of my body. And, uh, like my bedding was drenched. It was that disgusting. Um, fuck. It was, it was Tareeb, Tareeb. It was so Tareeb. So there's that. Well, I really shouldn't have given you so there's that there because that wasn't the end of the story. The story is is that uh, I, I opted to, to take the week off and give myself permission to take the week off. And I think that that's an important thing. Giving yourself permission to do something that goes against um, your mental willpower, I suppose. You know, for me, I keep track of everything, for example. Uh Two days ago, I didn't go for a walk, and I didn't give myself permission on that day to not go for a walk, even though it just felt like the whole day, like, I'm not really going to go. I, You know, like in the morning, I didn't, and then I thought about going in the evening, and that's sort of where that resided for most of the day. Oh, I'm going to go in the evening, but secretly, deep down, I knew that I wasn't going to go. Uh, so why didn't I give myself permission to not go and then not go through this whole day racked with guilt, uh, or dread rather, and, uh, and then end up feeling guilty, you know? So it's real important to, I think, make sure to give yourself permission to do things. And that's what I did last week. I gave myself permission to, uh, look at social media but I didn't even really do that. Uh, I was out of the loop. And it looks like I picked a good week. Not a whole lot happened. Um, you know, the, the world's still falling to shit. But, uh, you know, nothing, you know, I don't know. Tom Sizemore died, I guess. That was that was news. Um, but uh, I digress. I digress. I just think that that was a, an important lesson. It's one that I'm going to talk to my therapists about. I, I feel good about that. I feel like that's a win. Now, <laughs> I haven't went for a walk yet today. It's Sunday, the day before this will come out, and I have not yet went for a walk today, and nor have I really thought about it. Um, I've been podcasting this morning, and I can't wait for you to hear this new podcast, by the way. Uh, I think you're going to, I think you might dig it. it it's, um, well, I'll tell you about it as we get closer to the launch, which will be uh, mid-May. But anyway, um, 
give yourself permission to do shit. You know, not multiple days in a row. Like if if for me, going for a walk is an important thing every day. If if I if I forgive myself every day, then I'm not going to get anywhere. And I'm also learning that I'm also learning that um, you can't get shit without putting in work. And that's a, a that's a tough one for me because I don't think that I work hard enough to achieve the things that I need to achieve. Um, I want to drop some pounds and you know, I've, I've cut calories and I'm going for longer walks than I went for, but I feel like I should be, I'm, I should be, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should be joining a gym or something, you know, and that would be good for my well being. Uh, but I don't like to do things other than walk. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to do that kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of all of this. Uh, it's tough. It's really rattling around my brain, and it's um, a tough thing to think about because, you know, is that why I didn't make it in comedy? Is that, you know, if if I had worked a bit harder, um, would I have, you know, made it when I was working at Apple? If I had worked a little bit harder and not left when I left and not been ego-driven, you know, I would have, um, would I still be there now? Would I have had my mental breakdown? You know, would that have happened in, in 2015? <clears throat> 2016, sorry. 2015. No, it was 2015. Yeah. Oh, where's eight years ago, man. And I'm still not working. Like, what the fuck? And, and do I need to be working harder through this mental health stuff? Is that why I'm not? Well, I did go back to work last year. And that blew up in my face. It blew up in my face. Like one of those cakes that the that the coyote makes the roadrunner over there, you know, I don't know. Um, I smoked a joint today and it was, uh, magnificent. Uh, it's got me really wandering right now. And, um, I think that's the perfect time to, to do that, you know, to just sort of free associate and, tell yourself things and learn, learn things about yourself. Like for example, like that forgiving yourself thing off the top that, you know, that wasn't a note that I had written down that just came to me. And uh, I think it's important. I want to end this on a, on a positive note. I also have been having very vivid dreams, just incredibly vivid, like talking, uh, in my dreams, talking out loud, uh, like my wife waking me up in the middle of the night because I'm in a screaming match with somebody. For example, there was one where I was walking with my friend Maddie, who's got ALS, and um, we were leaving a baseball game, and this group of nuns came up to us, and they said, uh, oh, look at, one of the nuns said, to the other nun said, oh, look at the drunk fellow. He can't even, uh, he can't even walk properly. And um, meanwhile, my friend Maddie doesn't walk at all now. But, but this was when he was better, I guess, in my dream. Or maybe maybe he didn't have ALS at all. I don't know. But I said to the nun, he's got ALS, bitch. 
And the nun, the nun looked at me and she said, um, she started uh, reading a, a, a Bible verse, like in my direction, like wishing it upon me. And I said, would you stop that cunt? <laughs> and, uh, and then she said, um, Jesus will save you. And I said, Jesus is a cunt. And then I woke up and uh, I don't know what that means. If you've got a line on that, shoot me an email, jd at mediumalchemist.com. Uh, would love to hear from you. I, I have heard uh, from people in other ways as well. Uh, Rechno, I did uh, get your message and I'll respond to it. Um, uh, looking forward to... Uh, uh, well, should I just... Read it right here. Let's see. Let's let me find it. Give me something to write on. Um, this is riveting, right? This is fucking just riveting. Hey, JD, why don't you uh, why don't you search on your fucking phone? Call the podcast "Big Fucking Loser Head." Okay, this is Chris. This is from Chris. Uh, hey, JD, I hope all is grand with you. Really loving the Berman Project. The poetry part is always a highlight. I think you read the work in such a great way. Hey, man, thanks. That's, that's fucking, that's, oh, that just made my heart grow three sizes. Have you ever heard or seen a Berman comp- compilation tape called Composition Horseshit Magic? I think it's a poetry tape in an edition of 50 or something. I don't have it, but I wondered if any other listeners had it. Perhaps they might share it with you. All is good here with me. I'm glad to see the back of January, though. Fuck that month. Onward. Best as ever. Chris. Chris, thanks so much, man. It means so much to hear from you. Chris and I shared a, shared a beer in Porto last year. Just missed him to share a beer in London this year, uh, last year rather, uh, in October. That would have been fantastic, but uh, missed out on that. But it was really cool. He did a radio show and he played um, one of the poems that I read as a, as a segment, which was which I thought was really just lovely of him. Um, hey, uh, listeners, have you heard of composition horseshit magic? Does anyone have it? Would anyone consider? Uh, uploading it to uh, my G drive or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm not very technical. Sorry. Um, my like getting it to me in some way, <laughs> JD at mediumalchemist.com or we transfer or whatever. That would be delightful. That would be something that we could listen to those poems. We could listen to uh, following the, um, uh, you know, our time with actual air. So there's that. I once was kidnapped. It was really strange because it was in my backyard. And I want to tell you the story, but I don't remember it in vivid detail. I know that I was in the tent with my friend Bill, who now goes by Will. I know that. We were asleep, like we had fallen asleep, so it was very late. And somebody unzipped the tent and came into the tent. And we were probably 11. Yeah, give or take, 11, 12. And uh, he demanded me to 
go in and get my sister who was three years older than me. So he was somebody who was dating her or something like that, but he was a crazy person. Clearly. Um, he, uh, said, uh, like he kept us there for quite a while. And then finally he said that I could go to get her, but Bill had to stay in the tent with him. Like he wasn't like, if I tried to pull a fast one, then Bill was going to get it. And you know, I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate, but I remember going in and getting my sister and telling her who it was. And she was like, Oh fuck. And then she, you know, she came out with me and took him out and reamed him out. And, um, Bill and I went back to sleep in the house. We went in the house that ruined our camp night. Cause what we would do is we would rent horror movies and, uh, and then ride home. Like if I watched them at his house, I'd ride home. And if he watched them at my house, he'd ride home and we didn't have texting and all that shit. Uh, surprise. <laughs> um, but, uh, this was a night where we, where he, we were having a sleepover and he crashed out in the tent. I got to reach out to that motherfucker. God, everybody needs a will in their life. Miss Mary Jane measures rain in a cracked cup on the sill. An Embry's last photograph he disappears over a hill. Daryl Dodson waits in the grass for a fight. The stars don't shine upon us. We're in the way of their light No, the stars don't shine upon us We're in the way of their light The new girls in Tahoe has swallowed Sinatra's come Russian prima donna Dances slow on Valley Young After the game The bench warmer can't get a ride In space there is no center We're always off to the side Space there is no center We're always off to the side John Parker III steps over a bird On a Wall Street window ledge Little Wilkie, dead cat rotten Start your 
give it one last try in a horror movie when the car won't start to give it one last try Guinevere orders one more beer in the smoky pickup bar Burnout tramp by the exit ramp Waits for one more car, one more car The Latin teacher always smelled like piss Census figures come out wrong There's an extra in our midst Census figures come out wrong There's an extra in our midst Oh boy, that is a fantastic song. Raise your hand if you fucking love the ballad of Reverend War character. Um, I expect all of your hands to be aloft right now. And uh, I feel uh, strangely powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good song. Um, and uh, I don't know how you would describe it. I think that um, it feels like one of his poems brought to life and, you know, arranged the lyrics arranged in a way to make it work. Um, you know, like the repetition of some lines to form a chorus and, you know, we're always off to the side. You give it one last try. There's an extra in our midst, but both of those stanzas are freaking amazing in space there are all three of those stanzas are amazing in space there is no center we're always off to the side <laughs> in a horror movie when the car won't start you give it one last try like god damn the census figures come out wrong there's an extra in our midst it sounds so so um scary right so foreboding there's an extra in our midst and we know that because we did a census oh that's just fucking brilliant now uh i'm going to introduce a new feature on the show and this feature is where i use technology uh, like a wise motherfucker that i am and dig deeper into a song by the Silver Jews. So what I did is I went to uh, Chat AI and I typed in, tell me about the ballad of Reverend War character. And this is what Chat AI has to say about the ballad of Reverend War character. Uh, I will start it. Hold on. There it is right here. Okay. This is AI talking about the ballad of Reverend War character. 
The Ballad of Reverend War Character is a song by David Berman's band Silver Jews, released on their 1988 album, American Water. The song tells the story of a fictional character named Reverend War Character who is portrayed as deeply flawed, but ultimately a sympathetic figure. In the song, Reverend War Character is described as a man who has lived a difficult and tumultuous life. He has been involved in various criminal activities, including stealing cars and running a drug ring. Despite this, he is also depicted as having a kind heart and a deep sense of compassion for others. The song is structured as a series of vignettes, each one describing a different moment in Reverend War character's life. The lyrics are filled with vivid imagery and memorable lines such as, the sky was filled with shoes, and in the vacant lots where we used to play, the wind blew through our clothes. Overall, The Ballad of Reverend War Character is a haunting and powerful song that showcases David Berman's skills as a songwriter and storyteller. It is often cited as one of the standout tracks on American Water, which is widely regarded as one of the best indie rock records of the 1990s. Okay, is that not incredible? Is that not all crab? That is just great. Um, it's so fascinating how wrong it is and yet how scrumptious it sounds and how bang on it, it just goes to show you when you're confident like a like a chat bot is when you're confident you can pull that shit off somebody could read that as a wiki entry for for god's sake but um that's the ballad of reverend war character let's get into actual air and uh the last installment Chapter uh, 151, in fact, it's CLI, which is 151, and it's the ballad of James Michener. Not the ballad. Um, hold on. For James Michener, for, from Cantos, Jesus, Lord love a duck. From Cantos for James Michener, part two. This is 151. The first one that we heard was. 101 and now we're at 151 so interesting yeah i don't know that you can read much into that but but um there's been a lot so far there's been there's been um mirrored beings there's been seaside dentists there's been uh the mirror knots um cloris leachman burke convey wink martindale yeah, it's uh, it's it's all over the place. It's all very stylistic. It's very written differently. And the and the last installment that we got was just this scene of a guy walking into a bar at sunset and drinking a delicious cold beer. And uh, so, are we going to get more of that or what? What 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 are we in for here? Let's let's take a listen from Cantos for James Michener, Part Two. CL I Chapter 150 A mutt barks at the service entrance as the foursomes still using their bridge game aliases climb up to the bedrooms. A computer would jam under all the distractions in a watchdog's eye or scrolling through a long list of contemporary enemies headed by shapeshifters, never recognize the smokers as they scale the award-winning garden walls, 
North goes down on east, and the branches out the window shift like scars on a toy maker's hand. When he finishes, he gets up and walks to the bathroom where a smoker's waiting and beats him until his body is rich with contusions. Getting hurt makes a doctor a better doctor, he mutters, and climbs out the open window. And that's the end. That's what we get. What? Uh, we've got bridge players that are using their bridge aliases, and I guess that means north, east, southwest, because later in the poem he says north goes down on east, and the branches out the window shift like scars on a toy maker's hand. Oh, God, that is rich. That is lovely. Um, I couldn't give you uh, an even an inkling of what I think this is. And um, I think that's lovely for that. I can tell you that what I will do is put all these pieces together. Or I'll just do one reading and uh, release that as well as my apology for not reading anything last week. How, how do you like them apples? Yeah, they're good? Okay, good. That's what I got for you this week. Hope you're well, stay hungry, stay foolish, and for heaven's sake, wash your damn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right, I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Duvra! Podcasts and such. <laughs>